0: Hello, welcome to another episode of the Double Coverage podcast. I'm Stacy Blackwood here with Jake Thomas. Jake, how you doing today? Doing good, man. We got a lot to discuss tonight, so let's get to it. Yeah, we uh we do have a lot to discuss. We're gonna start off by uh, reviewing and recapping the uh, the Ryder Cup from this past weekend. Uh, it was uh, a disappointing performance, to say the least, from Team USA and you know there was a few bright spots i kind of when i was going through my notes i kind of decided to do a a good the bad and the ugly as regards to the to the usa team but i do want to say congratulations to the european squad you know they deserved the win they played much better but uh as far as the good for the us i thought it was uh Justin Thomas Tony Finau and and Webb Simpson. Webb Simpson i think they all played solid golf over the course of the event and uh, you know they they were really the the bright spots for the United States, and and for the bad I had Tiger Phil and and Spieth, you know they were all kind of disappointing, you know none of them really played up to their standard over there across the pond, and uh, it was not a good good weekend for those three guys, and then the ugly is obviously Dustin Johnson and Brooks Koepka allegedly getting into a Near altercation in the locker room, you know that's not a good look you know there's a lot of egos obviously uh for the United States squad you know there's a lot of young talent on on the on the squad, so I believe that probably had a lot to do with it and, and the fact that neither guy was really playing well or you know up to their standard to say the least and uh you know it's it's probably hard you know in a team event like that to uh to not have a little not let your ego get in the way. So, uh, you know, it really wasn't a good showing for the the United States, and it's disappointing, you know, that they they couldn't come away with a victory. You know, you mentioned it last week that it was 1993, I believe, since we've won over there. Yeah. So uh, I was hoping that could change this year. You know, there's always, you know, 2020, so we'll see about that. But
1: I just wanted to kind of give my thoughts on that. Jake, what's your thoughts on the Ryder Cup? you know, um, you, you touched on the bright spots. Um, you know, I gotta give a lot of credit to the European side. I mean, um, you know, Fleetwood and Molinari, they, uh, they went undefeated in their foursomes, you know, on the weekend, but, right. but now absolutely just took it to Fleetwood there, you know, on Sunday. And, uh, like you said, he was a bright spot. Um, and, uh, you know, Roy did good in his foursome. Uh Justin, uh, Justin really took. You know that the first match on Sunday was Justin Thomas versus Roy, and and I hated the way on eighteen the way it ended for Roy to get in the bunker and all that. Right? They, they yeah, that was playing. I mean, that was just great golf there. Which you won. know, hey, I, I, real quick on Justin, that one chip in he had that he
0: had to have. I think it was right around fourteen or fifteen. Yeah. That chip-in that he made was just unbelievable. That dude is so calm under pressure. He he is, you know, he, he's 25 years old. Him and Finau seem like they may be the future of the, of the Ryder Cup for the United States. Yep. And uh, I'm really excited about that in the future. But, you know, that's just kind of my thoughts on JT. Yeah.
1: And, you know, I uh, you know, we got a lot of young, young talent uh, on the USA side. You know, I was, like you said, disappointed in speed. Uh he really hadn't had a good year. Maybe he can he can bounce back. Uh Tiger, he he looked like he was coming back into form and gets over there and goes 0 and 4 on the on the you know in the Ryder Cup. Uh that just wasn't him. Phil, you know, he he struggled. Um but you know, with with uh Brooks and Justin, if Speed can get back to it, um Reed you know, there's a lot of young talent, and I, I don't think we'll we'll be out of it. Just uh, we're just we're just letting the Europeans hold that trophy for for a little while until we come <laughs> back. You know, yeah, I I would I'll feel much better about it on U.S. soil, that's for sure. Definitely, yes.
0: Uh, but moving on from that, we're gonna get back to some college football. We didn't really talk much last week, and I missed it. You know, I, I really love talking college football. I think it's the the greatest sport in the land. I know a lot of people think NFL is, but there's just something about the pageantry of, of college football that's special to me. And when you go to a campus, you know, in the, especially in the Southeast, there's so much history and tradition. It, there's just – uh, you know, it just – it gives you goosebumps when you get on campus. And it's yeah. really just something special. So, we're going to get back into some college football. The first game we're going to talk about is Alabama at Arkansas. You know, Arkansas has struggled so far this season. You know, they've actually played – you know, they played A&M pretty tough. They played Auburn tough. The score didn't really indicate it, but, you know, they they, they played pretty well against Auburn. But, uh, you know, so they're they're really – they're a growing team under their new head coach, Chad Morris. So, they don't really have the players for his offensive scheme. I believe we touched on it a couple of weeks ago how, you know, he's kind of trying to fit a, a square peg in a round hole. So,
1: yeah,
0: he, it's a work in progress in Fayetteville right now. But Alabama, you know, they're clicking on all cylinders – uh, I do want to you mention you know we need to watch the linebacker play, especially the middle linebackers for Alabama. You know they uh, they don't they don't seem to be stopping the run like you know we're accustomed to seeing yeah. the Alabama defense do. I mean they're not terrible against the run. We're you know we're kind of spoiled in that regard, hmm. but I, I do think the run defense needs to improve. Uh, I, I would like to see some more depth along the defensive line, but you know the, the offense. It really just seems unstoppable. Whether two is in the quarterback or Jalen's in the quarterback, and uh, Jalen Waddles busting on the scene, he is a big play waiting to happen. So this album team's a lot of fun. You know they'll they'll probably win this one going away. You know they'll probably I would I, I'm going to say they score fifty one, and I'm saying the final's going to be fifty one to to thirteen.
1: Um, uh, you know we we t- um, Arkansas they like you said, they've struggled. Um, I mean, they, they played A&M well, uh, but you got to look past history. That's always a tough game. You know, it's always a close game. It could go either way. Um, but they looked absolutely terrible against North Texas and that fake fake out punt, you know, that, that, that was a blemish on their season. Um, in, and Alabama, like you said, their offense is just amazing. What, you know, we talk about Tua all the time, but I mean, it's just he does something amazing every game. It seems like, and and what I love is he throws like it was. Then the game last week, we was like maybe on the 20, 15, fishing and score a touchdown, but we threw a pass, and I think it was either Judy or uh, uh Devontae Smith, but he didn't get off his blocker yet or the the corner and. And and uh, Tua had already thrown,
0: it. And, right? And He
1: threw it right there, right where he's supposed to be at. I mean, Tua knows when he throws it, his guy's gonna be there, and the receiver knows where the ball's gonna be at when he throws it. And it's just, and when, when that when that's clicking, you know, the the run game hasn't really got gotten off to a hot start. You know, Saban talks about it. yet. They got to get it, get them going. Got to get the offensive line run block a bit better. But um, but offensively, they are are amazing right you know the offensive line that
0: they're they're not finishing their blocks they're, they're getting where they need to be and, and the initial block is okay but they're not really finishing their blocks and i believe seven touched on that you know uh you know last week so that's something to watch out for too it, this week's game this week's matchup will be a good good way to you know kind of test that running game and yeah. test that offensive line but uh moving on to our, our next matchup uh uh, we're gonna talk about Texas and Oklahoma, the Red River rivalry. Yes. Say that five times real fast. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> but uh you know, Oklahoma is favored by eight and a half right now. Uh you know, but you know, Texas does seem like they they've improved since the opening loss to Maryland. Their defense is playing much better. They're they're tough to run the ball against. Uh you know uh Sam Ellinger's playing a lot better in his sophomore season. He's taking care of the ball. He's making some plays for the offense. Uh, So, in and, and Oklahoma, of course, you know, you can't talk about them without talking about Kyler Murray. That dude is special. Him and Tua right now are the two best players in college football. Oh, hands down. And and, and especially, they're the two most fun guys to watch, too. They're just, yeah. I mean, they're cheat codes, as people call them. <laughs> right. But uh, they're a lot of fun to watch. Uh, they're high high-octane high offense. You can put up some points. But it is a rivalry game. And I believe Texas defense is going to play really well. And I'm going to call for the upset Texas 21, Oklahoma 20. Oh, wow.
1: Um, I was looking back, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we watched, you know, Oklahoma struggle against army. Of course, that's a different offense. It's a triple option offense. And those are tough to stop. Um, right. And I was like, well, I didn't know what, what they did last week. I didn't keep up with it. But uh, they won 66 to 33 against Baylor. Now – The bright spots, I would say, for Baylor, Charlie Brewer threw for 400 yards against Oklahoma. Of course, the Big 12 don't really play defense, but Oklahoma's probably got one of the best defenses in in the Big 12. Um, But but that's a good thing. But I'm with you. I'm actually picking the upset, too. Um, I think it's going to be a neck-and-neck game, and I think Texas is going to win – uh, on a late field goal, I'm saying 31 to 30.
0: All right, so we, we we're both going with the upset there,
1: mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know that I think
0: that's going to be a, a great game. It's 11 a.m. kickoff, so they're playing at the same time as Alabama. So I guess I'll have two TVs going, or my <laughs> laptop, or be keeping up with both anyway. Definitely. But uh, moving on to the uh, to the fourth topic of the night, we're going to talk about LSU at Florida. The 2:30 CBS kickoff. You know the uh, it's kind of strange. LSU's favored by two and a half, but the FBI FPI has Florida as a fifty eight percent chance of winning. It's a strange game to me. You know, I don't. I still don't really know how to take LSU. I mean, I know that Burrow has has played really consistent ball at quarterback. You know, he actually is coming off his best game last week against Ole Miss. But you know, who hadn't played well against that Ole Miss defense? Right. But uh, you know, both teams play really good defense, so. It's probably going to be a low-scoring game or a lower-scoring game, but I'll be honest with you. I think I think LSU's ability to run the ball on this Florida defense is going to be the difference in the game, and I'm going to have LSU winning 27 to 14. All right,
1: um, I'm going a little bit different. I I think you know going down to uh, it's that swamp, ain't it? Yes. Yeah it's it's hard to play down there. Don't matter how how bad Florida is, and they both teams really last week them and uh, Mississippi state looked absolutely atrocious you know uh on thirteen to six game but um you know i I'm seeing flashes from uh, felipe franks uh he can 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 be a good quarterback um i think it's still i think it's going to be another two you know a couple years before Marlon gets. Gets to where you know he needs to be to get get them back in uh, the SEC East race, but I'm actually going to go to the upset, uh, 20 to 17. I just or 20 to 14. I think just you know Plant Swamp is going to be the difference maker.
0: Okay, yeah,
1: I mean I, I can see that happening. I just feel like LSU's running game
0: is really going to take over, especially late in that second half. I believe it's going to be a really close game, but. LSU co- scores a couple touchdowns in the fourth quarter and yeah. to to ice the game and and that's why I'm going with with LSU, with LSU on the road. Right. Uh, but going on to moving on to the, to the fifth uh, topic in the fourth game is Kentucky at A and M. You know Kentucky's kind of been the storyline early on this season, uh, but you know Jimbo's done, done done a solid job with Texas A and M in his first season. Yes. But uh Benny Snell, he's legit. I mean, you can't talk about Kentucky without talking about Benny Snell. Yes. That 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 dude, I mean uh he's he he's really been the difference maker for, for Kentucky right now. Yes. But uh A and M is a six point favorite at home, you know, with the twelfth man, you know, that that's a tough place to play. Uh, it's as hard a place to play as anywhere in the country. And uh, you know, Kentucky's been the nice story right now. But I, I just think A and M at home uh will, will will prevail and I'm going with a score of twenty four to
1: twenty A and M. So you're you're saying that uh UK's gonna have their first loss on the year. That's yeah. That's uh that's big there. Um you know, I it's gonna be a good game. Um I I'm starting to believe in Kentucky. Like you said, being Snell is awesome. He's only a junior. I mean, he's having a great year this year. He can come back and have another great year. I mean, that that's crazy to think about, but you know, I, I think the way he's playing, he's going to be, he's going to go to the NFL, but I, I think it's Kentucky's time. Um, they, I don't know. They, they just seem to be playing with a lot of heart right now. And, um, and I really, from with my heart, I, I really want them to be undefeated when they play Georgia. And just to, for the East, you know, whoever wins that game will win the East. But yeah, um, but I, I'm actually I'm going to go Kentucky uh, just because I want them to be undefeated. I'm going 28-17. Oh,
0: it, this really has
1: more. Not that I don't believe in Kentucky, but mm-hmm.
0: I, I just believe that uh, this game is more about how well A&M plays and, and not, you know, not so much about what Kentucky is or isn't. I mean, I think Kentucky is a good football team. They play really good defense. They can run the ball. So that's, that's the recipe for a solid team. Oh yeah. But on the road at night at the 12th man, uh, I think, I think A&M slows down Benny Snell. I don't think they shut him down cause he's almost impossible to shut down. But, uh, like I said, I think A&M will win it. And, you know, the odds maker have A&M favored. So, You're right. you know, maybe I'm on to something here. But uh, moving on to uh, Auburn at Mississippi State, you know, this will probably be about the most boring game to watch. Uh, neither <laughs> offense is playing well right now. Auburn is struggling to run the ball. Uh, their offensive line is not getting much of a push. They don't really have a difference maker in the backfield. A lot of their run, a lot of their yardage on the run is it on jet sweeps. To uh, what is it Schwartz? Is that is that the guy's name? That's so yeah. fast. Yeah, he gets to the edge so fast. But uh, it, you know, it's a Mississippi State struggle on offense. Nick Fitzgerald just, just doesn't seem to have it clicking right now with Joe Moorhead at the helm. You know, and a lot of people had Mississippi State hyped up to begin the year, and and I kind of I, I didn't really believe anything. You know, I you got to prove it to me. You got to prove that you can have that staying power and you can, and you can stay with the big boys in the sec. And I just didn't, I just, you know, you got to prove it. And I, I just didn't see Mississippi state staying up there. They have a really good defense. Their defensive line's really good. Uh, you know, Jeffrey Simmons and, uh, you know, the rest of that defensive line are really good players. Uh, but I I really feel like Auburn's the better team. I think Auburn's defense makes a couple plays at the at, near the end of the game, and I think Auburn's going to win it seventeen to thirteen.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be Strugglesville for sure. Um, like I said, both both offenses. You know, this is a game of who whose offense is going to going to get rolling first. And um, here's an interesting thing: I actually got in an argument with a guy the other day who's a big Auburn fan, but you know there's only, I think, one game that that Jared Stidham uh, has only played, like, his second half in. That was the Alabama State game. Um, but other than that, he's played all four quarters, and uh, he only has five touchdown passes. Jalen Hurts, who only started, you know, half, well, probably what? Uh, he plays in pretty much the second half of every game. He's got five touchdown passes. So, you know, that just shows, and, and Alabama's Second, you know, second string quarterback has as many touchdown passes as Auburn's first string. You know, Jerry Stidham can't can't throw the ball um as good this year because he has no run support. They're they're really hurting on uh, you know, missing carry on Johnson. And uh it's, it's showing. And um uh, I but I do think they win. Um uh, I got them winning twenty four
0: to seventeen. Yeah, you know, uh, Auburn's, you know, and, and teams are not even playing Auburn, you know, t- to stop the run. They're playing, you know, a basic defense, and you know, just Auburn just can't get no push in the offensive line, and, and, and you know, they're not really protecting Stidham that well. Right. He's having to to, to throw on the move a lot. It's throwing off the timing of the route. So, you know, there's a lot of variables that are that are causing the the, the low numbers for for Jarrett Stidham in the Auburn offense. Definitely. Uh, but moving on to our uh, Final game is Notre Dame at Virginia Tech. This is the the biggest matchup of, of this week in college football. Uh, Notre Dame is a six-point favorite on the road in Blacksburg. Uh, but, you know, ever since Notre Dame's put in the end book, this offense has been totally different. Uh-huh. You know, he, he has lit a spark in that offense that that Wimbush just didn't give him. And uh, he's, he's been a real difference maker for them. And I think I think he's made Notre Dame a much better football team than what they were uh, the first couple of games of the season, you know, and in, in Virginia tech, they lost a couple of weeks ago to old dominion, which yeah. is just inexcusable. Uh, I mean, I don't know how you lose. I didn't even know old dominion had a football team, <laughs> but uh, it, it's just, uh, you, you can't, you can't do that. If you're Justin Fuente and that's, that's a bad loss. And uh, but I do think Virginia tech's a, a good football team, you know, they just, they, they probably looked over. Old Dominion, you know, it and it's and that that just goes to show if if you don't prepare every week like it's the most important game, then old Dominion can happen to you. So uh but I, I think it'll be a good football game, but I think a night game in Blattsburg, Inner Sandman, the whole vibe, the stadium will be rocking. Virginia Tech upsets Notre Dame in a thriller thirty eight to thirty five.
1: Wow, we got a lot of upsets today, you know. <laughs> um I'm I, I'm actually still going to in order Dame. Um, the the biggest thing, and and I'll give him credit. Um, um, the guy who's come in after Josh uh, Josh Jackson went down with injury, he played really well against Duke. They did beat Duke at Duke, and Duke was undefeated at the time. Uh, so that's a big win. But like you said, uh, I, I believe I caught it in the very first podcast. I thought Ian Book – would would eventually take over the reins, and when he when he come in that, that offense uh a lot of little up underneath them. Mm-hmm. Right. They've been clicking ever since. So I think I think they'll keep it close. Uh, like you said, Inner Sandman at at uh Vautech. But without the ability, you know, Josh Jackson being there, uh I think it might rattle the new guy a little bit. And I think N D pulls uh Nordane pulls away late thirty eight. 27
0: yeah that's a you know i'm i'm just i'm picking virginia tech mainly because of of being at home it's just uh it's a it's a hard place to play and i remember back a long time ago this is kind of you know virginia tech played a lot of games on thursday night yeah and that place was always rocking that that, i want to visit that stadium sometime it just it's not very big but you know their fans are into it and when they start inter Sandman before the players in the field, that that's just uh, that that's one of the best and most electrifying atmospheres in all of college football, definitely. And uh, I I just feel like Virginia Tech, you know, kind of has something to prove after losing to Old Dominion, mm-hmm. and I th- I think they'll be ready to play when they when they get back home to Blacksburg. All right, but uh, you know, uh, that's all we have for for tonight. You know, we we discussed several topics. You know, the Ryder Cup. Uh, you know, Alabama and Arkansas, Texas and Oklahoma, LSU, Florida, Kentucky and A and M, Auburn and Mississippi State, Notre Dame and Virginia Tech. You know, the Braves are are to start their series later on this week uh, with the with the Dodgers out in LA. So uh, that's that's a tough matchup for the Braves. Uh, a lot of people are calling that that the LA is going to sweep them. I I think Atlanta wins wins one. I don't know if they'll win the series. I, I think, I think Kershaw and that, and that rotation for the Dodgers is going to be just a little bit too much for the Braves. But uh, I think it, I think it'll be a good series. But I think the Dodgers do do win it. But uh, maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> what, <laughs>
1: right.
0: what, what What do you think about about the series, real quick, before we finish up?
1: Uh, I, I got two things I want to say before we finish. Uh, first, the Braves. Um, I, I think they. Um, I think they can keep it close. Um, I'm actually thinking they they can they can win this series. That series is gonna be a little tough, but but what's gonna hurt them is uh, Dansby uh, report come out yesterday. He's not uh, he's not been batting any, so he's probably gonna be off the roster. Uh, so that you know, Culberson's gonna come in play short. You know, he's struggled at short and, and the field this year. He's had a bunch of errors, um, and that just weakens the bench. But um, the other thing I want to mention is uh, I'm. I don't really watch much NFL football, um, but when I do, I only watch pretty much the Tennessee Titans because I, I, they're close and I really like them. But I got to give, give them guys a hand for for an, an excellent overtime victory against the, you know, Super Bowl champions of last year, the Eagles. I mean, I watched that game from start to finish, and it was absolutely amazing. And uh, people talk about, you know, Mariota, uh, he's – He's not the quarterback that they need. Well, he, he showed out the other day, and he's still injured, you know. Um, he was pretty much forced back into action when Blaine Gabbert went down with a concussion, and he, he just he had a great game the other night. So, I was excited to see that. I'm hoping this will give them a spark and they can do something this year.
0: You know, and they, they're, what, 3-1 three, three and one right now? Correct. And, and they have a win over Jacksonville, who's, who's probably the most talented team in that division. Yeah. So, uh, you know, they've started off well this season, the Titans have. And that was a big win, you know, a couple weeks ago at Jacksonville and then getting the win at home versus the defending Super Bowl champs and the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes. But that's all we have for tonight on the Double Coverage Podcast. Give our Twitter a follow, uh, at double Cub underscore pod. Remember that you can subscribe to our podcast now on uh, Apple Podcasts, so please do that. You can yes. also get to us on Spotify. Just search for Double Coverage podcasts, and you'll see our logo there. And uh, you can follow us there and listen to our podcast there, or you can download the Anchor app and, and find us on there. And uh, we, we hope to continue to grow our podcast. We're, we're thankful for the support we've had so far. We're having fun doing this. And uh, we look forward to doing another episode next week. Y'all have a good one. This is Stacy Blackwood with Jake Thomas. Y'all have a good night.
1: See y'all.